Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. First of all, I just want to thank the Lord for my salvation. Um, I want to thank PD and Sefa and um, the other staff that are not here today that has given me this opportunity and my brother Paul here and Sefa, um, the opportunity to speak today to you all, to share what's on been on our hearts. And um, I didn't realize this, but as I went through the first service, you know, you know, we prepared this week, but the message that we're going to share with you today, um, it didn't take a week to prepare. It took nine months because we're going to share our hearts with you today. We're going to relate it to stories in the Bible of people who have done it and went before us. And we're going to show you also our hearts and the struggles that we faced, the testings that we went through, right, and the faith that we had to keep. And um, if you'll please open your word, the word of God, to Genesis 22. Um, Genesis 22, we're going to be there today, uh, verses 1 through 3. And please stand for the word of God. Genesis 22, 1 through 3 reads, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place in which God had told him. Bow your heads. But Father God, I thank you for this beautiful Sunday morning. I thank you for allowing us to make it today and for giving us this opportunity to be trained and discipled. I pray that the words, I pray that things that we've gone through, Lord Father God, will be exemplified through the words that you give us. I pray your, your Holy Spirit speak through us today. In your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. So like I said, this year, um, I didn't say it yet. Oh. <clears throat> this year, sorry, this year has definitely, um, it's required uh, a lot of uh, faith from me and my brothers and and like uh, PD said, the pressure is right, the tension. There was a lot. Didn't get in 12. I got in two car crashes, and my wheel fell off one time. But, right, there was faith that had to take place during these times, right? There was a lot of faith holding my car together, a lot of Paul praying, right? There was just different things. There was just different things throughout the year that required our faith and required my faith. Different things, different trials, different tests, and schoolwork, and, pr- and the pressures of getting discipled, getting scolded, right? Getting... Um, really trained up, right? There's, there's different things that required our faith. And we see in this verse that, that Abraham's tested by God. His one son, the one who the promise is supposed to come out of is now required of him. God tells him to get up and go and he does it. He's obedient, right? And we could just imagine the amount of faith that is required of Abraham in this, in this time. It, took, it was a three-day journey to the, mount, uh, to the mountain and where God told him to go. And, and on that path, the path that he's on, is the exact path opposing everything that God has already promised to him. And my question to you is, what do you do? What do you do when, when things seem different than, than planned? What do you do when, when everything that you built your life up to, everything that you wanted and, and everything you've gotten, right, it's, it's yours, right? God has given it to you, and now he's asking it of you. Now he's requiring that same thing, that one thing that you wanted, he's requiring it back to you. And my encouragement to you today is to believe that's what you do. You believe in God. 
You have faith that the same God who brought you to the promise will bring you through it. You have faith that the same God who opened the womb and birthed the promise will now help you sustain this promise in life. But, you know, believing, believing in one, the one whom you serve, right? Having faith, it's not always easy. It's not, and like I said earlier, the pressures, there's pressures. But sometimes faith, right, this faith walk, it ain't no cake walk, right? You hear that all the time. And it's true because this faith sometimes it's going to lead you down some roads that you didn't want to go down. This faith is going to take you down some paths that you didn't think you were going to have to go. There's going to be some, some, th- there's going to be some, some things that this faith requires, these roads. They're bumpy, they're awkward, and in Abraham's case, this road was kind of lonely. Abraham had to do this one alone. In Genesis 22, 5, it reads, And Abraham said to this young man, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. See, Abraham had to do this alone, like I said, and it was just him and the sacrifice in this moment. And as he approaches, his mountain in, approaches the mountain in faith, he was alone. All decisions, all choices that he, as he gets up there are now on him. Just like in our lives, many times as we walk our faith out, we're going to have to do it alone sometimes. Your friends aren't always going to be able to talk you through every situation. Mom and dad aren't going to be able to hold your hand. Husband and wife sometimes won't understand what you're going through. It's just you and your sacrifice taking it to your king. And as he was up there, he was on the mountain, right? And, and, And it required his faith. And we have our own faith, right? Like I said, we have to make our own sacrifices. And in my life, there was a lot of personal sacrifices that I had to make. At first, I didn't want to make them. At first, they were hard, and I didn't understand what the end result was. But I wasn't alone. Because though it felt like I was alone, though in times I felt like I'd call on nobody, at, along the journey to the mountains in my life, God was waiting up there. In Abraham's life, he wasn't alone. The mountain may have been rough. The road may have been, may have been hard. But God was on top of the mountain waiting for him, waiting for him to come. And so many times, uh, so many times we try and do it in our own power. But we read here in Genesis 22, 7 and 8. It says, but Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, son. Then he said, look at the fire and the wood. But, the, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. And a lot of times we try and do things on our own power and we forget who we serve. We forget who gave us that promise in the first place. We forget the power that he holds in our lives. And we text everybody our problems. We, we tell everybody else our struggles. Social media knows everything about us. But yet we neglect telling the one who created us, who, who created us from in and out. We, we, we neglect telling him, the one who really has the answer to our problems, right? And we forget his power, and we forget the blessings that he's given us, the beautiful homes, the beautiful spouses, the beautiful kids, the cars, the good-paying job, the ministries, the businesses. We forget what God has given us a lot of times, and we forget that he still is the same God, and he still has the same power to do things now just as he did back then in our lives. Because as we trust God, as we trust God and we understand that he's the promise in our lives, we set in motion the plans that he has for us. Abraham understood as he was going up the mountain that Isaac wasn't the promise. It was God who the promise. Isaac was just the vessel that God would use, but God was the true promise. He held the true promise, and that's what he put his faith in. That's what he put his trust in. My last verse is Genesis 22, 15 through 19. 
Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessings I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply. Your descendants as the stars of the heavens and the sand which is on the sea. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed shall the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they, wrote, and they arose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham dwelt in Beersheba. See, when Abraham uh, first received the promise in Genesis 12, right, that he would be the father of nations, and, and there's a span of 25 plus years in this time from chapter 20, uh, 12 to 22, there's 25 year span plus, and this gap here, there's a gap here, but it was Abraham's faithfulness to God through the trials and tests in his life that set the promise into motion. After God seeing his faithfulness through the final test, as God sees his full surrender, now the promise turns into oath, to an oath. God now exchanged the promise. See, the promise, there's a difference here. The promise is when God says that he's going to do something in your life, but he doesn't give a time limit. He just tells you what he's going to do. But the oath is when God repeats the promise, but now he attaches the time to it, and now it's on God. There's no more tests required of you. There's nothing left for you to do. Now it's on God. And this is what he does for Abraham. He exchanges this when he sees his faithfulness, when he sees that he can surrender, when he sees that he can believe, when he sees that he's passed the final test. Your obedience and faith to the promises entitled to you will allow God to begin to move on your behalf. In my life, like I shared before, it was definitely faith, a lot of faith that required of me. Coming straight out of high school, I had, thought I had different plans. I wanted master commission. I didn't. It was just in the air for me. I didn't know because I didn't know what, if it was a sure thing or not. There was just a lot of things in the air, and I didn't want to trust it. I didn't want to have faith, right? All my friends are going to big-name colleges, making good money and successful jobs, starting families. I didn't want to start a family. But they had other things, right? They were doing things with their lives, going to the military, serving, doing great things. And I saw myself, and I was like, man, what am I going to do? I'm waiting so – I'm spreading my whole summer out. It's the end of the summer, and I'm like, God, what am I – can I still trust you? Like, what, what is now? What's my next move, God? How am I going to look, right? Everyone else is moving on, and I'm still waiting, right? And I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. But it was my faith. Ooh. It was my faith. It was my faith, right, that sustained me. It was my belief in God and the trust that he would sustain me that brought me to this day. Although my friends went on to do great things, they, they're in their lives, and they're doing great things, Right? There's no, there's no place that I would rather have spent the last nine months of my life because I'm telling you right now, amen, with my brother Paul, my brother, my brother and brother-in-law, Sefa, um, there was just a lot of great things that came out of this year, a lot of wisdom, a lot of growth emotionally, spiritually, relationally. I learned how to do life now in a different mindset, not so single-minded. Now I open my mind to bigger things and and I allow myself, I gave myself, in, in our classes with PD, we're talking about um, just non-negotiables, setting principles in your life, things that you will not compromise. And as I set those things in my life and I hold them to myself, it makes decision-making a lot easier for me, a lot easier, because I hold myself to those things and I have to hold myself accountable. These are things that I wouldn't have got if I went somewhere else, because my faith was on the rocks. If I would have went somewhere else, there's no telling where I would have been, because I had no foundation. But Master Commission was about a foundation. This is about your foundation. This is what we have built nine months of our lives for. It's our foundation. And like I said, I, I had to sacrifice. 
I just sacrificed a lot of things. It, it, it was sad at the time, yeah, it hurt. But man, it, it feels good now, knowing that I made it. Knowing that all the pressure in my life, like PD said, is building me to shoot me far. Somewhere for God's purpose and for his glory. Have the faith to believe. Have the faith to believe in your God that even when things seem like they do not make sense, even when it seems like everything's stacked against you, have faith in who you serve. Have the faith to sacrifice even when it's exactly what you wanted, even when God already gave it to you and now he wants it back. Have the faith to sacrifice. Have the faith to trust him through that sacrifice, that he'll bring something better, that he'll bless you beyond, beyond what you thought you could could think of have the faith to put it on God hold him to his word read his word examine his word and hold him to it hold him to the commands and the promise that he has spoken over your life hold him to it ask him where's it at God I'm ready I'm ready to have this God where's that verse at where's this you know hold yourself to it hold him to it put it on God have the faith to trust God through the journey of your promises thank you Good. I don't know how I'm going to follow that one up. Let's hear one more time for Brother Fonzie. <laughs> well, I, uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, just like Brother Fonzie said, you know, today we're going to be talking about faith, you know. And, um, you know, t- today we're going to be talking about reviving your faith. You know, and just like Brother Fonzie said, talking about Abraham and Isaac. You know, today, my subject is faith is believing. And, you know, I want to talk to you guys today about how faith is believing through Peter. And we see this in Matthew chapter 14 in the second half where, it's, where Peter walks on water with Jesus. You know, and um, it's just so crazy to me how, you know, he, he literally walked on water. You know, that's something you don't hear. That's something you don't see out there. Hello? Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's so crazy to me because Peter was bold, you know. And he said, Jesus, if you're walking on water, if that's where you're at, that's where I want to be at. You know, and that's one of my favorite things about Peter because people who know me know I get kind of bold sometimes, you know. <laughs> I see something I like and I say it, you know. And, um, <laughs> you know, so, so back to the word, what he was saying was, you know, Peter says, Jesus, if that's where you are, that's where I want to be. I want to do that too if that's what you're doing, Jesus. And Jesus says to him, what in my opinion is one of the most powerful prophetic words in all the scripture, he says, come. You know, with that one word, he made the impossible possible. You know, he made from where no one had ever heard of something like this before. No one had ever seen anything like this before. But now, Peter's out here doing it. Brother Fonzie, would you help me out with this? So, stay right there. So, what Peter, what Peter does, 
you know, he, he steps out, out of the boat. He steps out of, into the, uh, out of the boat and into the water. And so what he does is he's stepping on water, and he's walking towards Jesus. And he's stepping, and he's walking, and he's getting closer to Jesus. You know, I could just imagine Jesus sitting there saying, come, I'm right here. You know, Peter, he's sitting there, and each step is a new thing. Each step is a new miracle. And he gets there. But then what ends up happening is they get right there, and they're walking together. And all of a sudden, things around Peter, they're too much. The waves around him are too much. The big winds around him, it's too much. And Peter gets overwhelmed, and he begins to sink. We see in Scripture, in Matthew 14, verse 30, it says, But when he saw the strong winds and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. You know, I did a study on this, and what it says is, um, in that word sink, in the Greek translation, it says, And <laughs> it's, a, it's a long word, but it's Greek, and it means submerged, you know, so... What this means is that Peter wasn't just sinking. He was all the way up in the water. You know, Peter was all the way in there. And Jesus had to reach down into the water, into his disbelief, into his fear and his anxiety. And he had to pull him out. You know, so Jesus, what he does, he pulls him up out of the water. And he sits there. And he carries him. And he walks with him. He walks with him on the water. He walks with him in this miracle when he, Peter couldn't do it by himself anymore. So he had to call on Jesus. And they sit there, and they walk. And they walk, and they make it back to the boat. They make it back to the other disciples. Thank you, Brother Fonzie. And what we see is Peter's sitting here, and he's walking with Jesus. He's walking with him when he just fell. But Jesus lifts him up, and he holds him close. Because Peter was submerged. You know, if we're being real, a lot of times in these last nine months, a lot of these times... When I was in MC, I felt submerged. You know, it's just too much sometimes. You know, it's six days a week ministry, and I just, it's too much. You know, I cry out to God and say, God, I can't do it. God, it's too much. God, I just want to go home. You know, we sit there and, and I tell him, I said, God, God, I don't know anymore. And, and he'll tell me, he'll say, he says, don't look at this. Don't look at that. He says, don't look in your fears. Don't look in your anxieties. Don't look at the things around you. Don't look at the pressure putting against you. Look at me. It's not this way. It's not that way. It's like this. You know, and, and I'll cry out, and, I, and I'll tell him, I said, God, I need you. I need you now. And he'll tell me, he'll say, this is me, and it's you. You know, that's, that's how I imagine Peter telling him. Peter's sitting there, he's, God, I want to be where you are. I want more of you, God. Jesus, I, I want to be where you are. You know, so Peter stepped out from the boat. You know, that's crazy how, it's just so crazy to me how there was 12 of them up in there, but then Peter was the only one to step out. Peter was the only one to step out onto the water. You know, they were all his disciples. They had all lived with them and walked with them for the last couple years. But Peter was the only one to step out. You know, they were safe inside the boat. They knew the boat. Half of them were fishermen. They had spent half their time on the water, half their time on a boat. But nobody had ever walked out on water before. 
you know, it's just crazy to me how Peter stepped out. And because he believed in Jesus, because he kept his eyes on Jesus, he made the impossible possible. You know, because Jesus said to him, come. You know, one of my favorite quotes by PD, he says, boats don't sink by themselves. It's when the water around them gets in them. You know, it's not our faith keeps us up, but it's when the fear around us weighs us down. It's when the pressures around us weigh us down. It's when the anxieties around us start to weigh us down and it pushes us down. You know, we get submerged just like Peter was. But then Jesus comes and he lifts us up. You know, it's crazy to see how, you know, because of that, Peter walked with God in the impossible. You know, so today, I'm going to challenge you guys and say, step out on a word from God. Jesus said, come. You know, he had it in him, and Jesus called it out. He said, come. So all of a sudden, Peter starts to walk on water. You know, nobody had ever heard of something like that before. You know, so, so he steps out. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of something that Pastor Matt said once. He said, it's the faith zone, not the safe zone, where we reach our full potential. Yeah. You know, so what ends up happening is, you know, we, we live our lives in the safe zone, you know. The, these challenges come up against us. It's like, no, I'm going to stay here in my, in my little Christian bubble, you know. And then we, we stay right here in the same spot talking to the same people. You know, but that's not where we grow. That's not where our faith is challenged. That's not where our faith is tested. That's not where we start to see the impossible happen. You know, it's when we step out. You know, it's when we lock our eyes on God and we move. And what ends up happening is, you know, instead of keeping our eyes on God, we keep our eyes on the world around us. We keep our eyes on the worries and struggles around us. And today, church, I want to ask you guys, where are your eyes at, you know? What are your eyes on? Is it the poverty around you? Is it the mentalities around you? Is it all these struggles and stuff coming against you? Is it the trials and tribulations? You know, we're called to look at God, not look to our left, not look to our right, not look at this person or that person. Look what they got. Well, look what God's got for you, you know? This whole thing with Peter and Jesus and they're walking out on water reminds me in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, when it says... We walk by faith and not by sight. You know, that's literally what Peter was doing. It's, my sight doesn't make any sense. But Jesus is there, and he makes sense. So I'm going to go to him. I'm going to go to him where he's at. You know, and, and it's so crazy how, when all, with all this stuff coming against him, all this stuff happening, you know, Peter said yes to Jesus. When Jesus said, come, Peter started to walk, and because he said yes, all of the disciples proclaimed that Jesus was the Son of God, and, you know, that was the first time that all 12 disciples were gathered, and all 12 disciples had proclaimed that Jesus is the Son of God and started praising him right there on the boat, you know, and all the years, and all the time that they spent together with him, not all of them had proclaimed it all together. That was the first time that they had ever seen something like that. Because of what Peter did. Because Peter said yes. Because Peter moved on a word from God. So who's waiting on your yesterday, church? With that, I'm going to pass it over to Sefa. Thank you so much.
Thank you, um, Paul and Fonz. You may take your seat. So we've, we've heard about the faith to just to surrender, right? The faith to, to give up to God the very things that are close in your heart. And we've also here the faith that you need to step out into the impossible, things that you feel like you know because, you know, you have the feeling already that God is telling you, come, come out here, you'll walk on it. The very things that, the, the very elements that, that were once the dominate you, now you're walking on it. So you see, faith has been echoed in this two, um, this two young men have, you know, when, when, they, when they're speaking, faith has, faith is really important. And how do you have faith? You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Let me say that again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. It is what you hear that builds your faith or crashes it. We live in a world where information is, is just, it's in the tip, the world at your fingertips, right? It's that commercial, the, that new phone, world at your fingertips. So, you know, it's, and we're bombarded with all this information, and faith is only built when you hear the right thing, the word of God. Abraham had to hear God tell him, hey, bring your son up to the mountain. And Abraham banked on that promise. All right, I'll bring him. You made a promise to me, you know, years back that I'm going to be the father of the nations, right? And then uh, Peter heard Jesus come. That was, that was the faith. That those very words were the empowerment to Peter. It, it disqualifies all the natural rules, right? You step on water, you, you know, you, you go down, right? Defies all the, the natural rules, right? And he walks on water. So he heard. So this morning, my, my, my encouragement to you, what are you hearing? Who are you hearing? So we're, we're, we're watching news. I, I love, I love to, to watch the current affairs, right, the news. And I came to a time where I find myself always depressed every time I watch the news. So I stopped watching the news, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's, it's very important that you hear the right person, that you hear God. So this morning, you know, they've, they've talked about that. And I'm, I'm here to encourage those of us who have been serving, who, who have taken God at his word. And at the same time, a lot of these things are happening. And we wonder, where is God? Right? Where is God in the midst of this? Where is God when, 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 when this happened? Um, this year, you know, doing MC with these guys hasn't been easy. Um, you know, a lot of times you, you wake up and you, you wake up to a phone call from home. Somebody passed away. Actually, a lot of people did in my family. So um, at, the, at one time, I asked PD, um, I, don't, I don't feel sad anymore because I don't know. I've just been hurt a lot, you know, like if you've been... You know, if you've been hurt too much, you just feel numb all of a sudden. And I was asking, why, why am I feeling this, you know? And why, why does it, it hurt so much at one point and now it just doesn't hurt? Like, I, I do care for them, you know? And why is this, all these things happening? And, and he, Pastor Dan always says, you know what? 
you know, it's maybe because you're not with them. You know, you're not seeing them every day. But whatever you, whatever you, whatever the hurts that you're feeling, you you have every right to feel that way. Sometimes we we feel like as believers when when we go through a hard time, and when you know we're afraid to like be real with God, right? And we're just I don't know how many times this year I have shaken my fist to the heavens and asked God why. You know, why does this happen when I have done everything you said? You told me to step out. You told me to sacrifice. But why does these things happen? And, and you know, going, I have you know, amazing pastors that, that are always there. They're three steps away from you, you know, from, from where I'm, I'm positioned at. And they always, they always tell me this. How about you stop complaining and ask God, what is he doing? What is he saying? And in Master's Commission, you would, I would often, you know, if you're, if you're ex-MC, you know, you would often hear this, trust the process. There are times, like, I was like, you, you, how, how do we do that, right? Trusting the process, it doesn't make sense, but somehow something is built within you. There's something about the fire that molds you into the, the man and the woman that you need to be. For the very purpose that God's calling you into. And this year, just a, just a few weeks ago, I, um, actually a few days ago, I was just texting my, my friends and, and I was just encouraging them at the same time. But I was learning from, from Daniel uh, chapter 3, the story of the three Hebrew boys, right? They were taken captive. And they, they have become government officials. And, you know, they're, they're doing great things for God out there, you know. They, they would serve the king and serve God. But it came to a point where the king, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar, in his kingdom, he issued a decree where he erected this idol. And every time you would hear the sound of, of the bells or, or, or the, the, the band, right, the, the worship team, right, the band, every time you hear this, this sound, or the, the worship, everyone in the kingdom would bow to this idol. It came to a point where these guys, they, would, they didn't bow to this idol, right? They'll probably find themselves in the city square. And all of a sudden, it rang. Everyone drops, and they're just like, nope, we're not going to do this. Right? So they were, taken, they were taken to the king, and the king was furious, right? The king was like, I'm going to throw you guys in the fire. So, he takes them, right? He says, heat, heat the furnace seven times. And you know, seven times, you know, it's, it's so. The Bible says is that when, they, when the gods were taking them, you know, into the furnace, some of them, they, they dropped dead because that was how hot it is. So, they threw them in there. And they were, they, were, they were waiting, right? The people that were watching this event were waiting for them to squeal or, or cry out for help. But they walked in, you know, they were just there. And the king was like watching. He's like, man, what is going on here? And then he begins to see that he, he tells his, his, other, his other officials that were with him, the gods were like, I thought we threw, we, we threw in the three guys, but now there's four and then the fourth one looks like the son of man, the son of God. And and one thing I learned from this story, you know, is sometimes you know you have done the right things, 
you've prayed, you did your word, you've served in your ministry, but you find yourself in the fire. You've done everything right, but yet you're in the fire. And this morning, I want to encourage you, it's, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. Because for us, you know, automatically we think, I must be doing something wrong. This is why I deserve this, you know. And that's the mentality that, that God wants to God wants to change this morning. Sometimes the, the fires that, that are sent your way, it's not only to build you and refine you, but it's meant to, for, to, for, for him to reveal himself to other people, you know. It's, it's the revelation of God to people. And, and I like what Pastor Dan said this morning. You know, it's, it's, it's for the salvation of others. How are you still standing? You know, like this morning, like how did these guys prevail, you know, throughout these nine months? Um, I have pastors who told me stories of, of how, they, um, how they've prevailed throughout the years of ministry. They had every right. And when I was hearing them in my head, I was like, man, you had every right to drop the, you know, drop the ball and walk out and start your own life. You know, um, recently, Pastor Nick lost his house. And a fire. And Pastor Nick is an amazing man. And yet he goes through this tragedy. And I'm, another night, it's like, what, you know, what are you doing? You know, what is this happening? And, and, and I asked Pastor Nick as I was, you know, I was preparing this with the boys. And I was like, Pastor Nick, why, what was the, what was the secret to you holding on throughout this, this time? And he says, this Sefa, you know, and in that time, all that, all that I cared about was my family. They were safe. To be honest, I didn't have any plans. And I was just like looking at him like, but this, everything just works out. He says, I didn't have any plans. But I had, I didn't, he says this, I didn't have the ability to see to tomorrow. Because I was so clouded with the loss of everything. But I still have the ability to look back and see how God has brought us through. And this morning, if you're sitting here, you know, if you're sitting here and, and you're going through it and it, everything just doesn't make sense, you might not have the ability to look forward. But you can remember, if the same God that provided for you then is the same God that will provide for you now, is the same God that will take you through tomorrow. So, you know, it's important that you surround yourself with people. Mighty man, mighty woman of God. You know, when I, when I first became a Christian, I would never walk into the pastor's office. I would never talk to them. You know, because I feel like I opened my mouth. I'm like, you a sinner. You know? <laughs> so I was just like, oh, my goodness, right? And then, and then I came, you know, and I came to, to this family. You guys accepted me, and I'm able to freely talk with my pastors and and. and and, and talk about life, just raw life. And they not only have the ability to accept you, but have the ability to, to believe for you even when it doesn't make sense. And uh, when I graduated master's commission, like I've always known, like I'm, I'm st- my assignment here in, in, in CWC has not ended. But I graduated and I left. I was a Jonah for a little bit. I was in San Francisco, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was in San Francisco. I was working. Everything was working out. But yet I, I would sit outside and wonder 
how did I end up here? But, you know, I came back and, and talked with Pastor Dan and, you know, him running masters, you know. And he accepted me. Accepted me and, and guided me through, you know, through the, the, the process of, of, of running not only the boys but even my life. How, how I should govern my life. And it's, it's vital that, that you have the right people in your circle, you know. So all these things are, are happening in, in my life. And the very thing that, that kept me going was the one word God told me three, three years ago, almost four. I was in my mom's room, right, you know, playing my guitar. I'm about to join Master's Commission. I have so many doubts. I, you know, I gave my 500 bucks to Pastor T. And she was like, so how are you going to pay for the rest of your tuition? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, you know, God came through. God came through. If God has given you a word, that word has the ability to take you to your destination, to sustain you throughout that journey, and to help you finish. God's word is powerful. So you can bank on his word. God is a king. And as a king, you know, he doesn't go back on his word. He will hold to it. You know, so as I was, as I was going through the, 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 the process, you know, and, and as, 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 as the fires of life keeps hitting me through the three years and even now with the boys, you know, the faith, I had to keep on banking. God, you told me three years ago that I had to, I had to be here. So this morning, I want to encourage you, church, man. Even if it hurts, even if it doesn't make sense, the battle is, can you still believe? And I encourage you to believe. You know, you have every, you know, every excuse. But my encouragement from, from a brother to you, you keep believing. You keep believing. You know, the, 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 the three Hebrew boys said, yeah, God will come through. Even if he doesn't, we will still won't bow. So I encourage you, church, this morning to keep pushing through. You know, the, the movie 300, they had the shield, right? That's the, how they defeated the enemy, was they, they put their shield first, the faith. So faith is a shield. So you push through. That's how you defeat, that's how you defeat fear. That's how you defeat um, anxiety. That's how you defeat the pain, is you keep your faith. When, when Peter, before Peter... Before Peter denies Jesus in, in, the, in the mountain, when after they prayed, you know, Jesus said, the devil has asked of you guys, you know. He wants to swift you like, like wheat. He wants to shake you. And Jesus didn't say, I'm going to bless you or I'm going to rescue you guys. He just said this, I prayed that your faith will not be shifted. So this morning, whatever you go through, that is our prayer as, as MC. That is, this is my prayer for myself and for my family, that our faith will not be shaken. So it's important that you keep hearing. Right? It's important that you keep hearing. It's important that you have the people around you. And sometimes you just got to push through. Men up, woman up, and push through. Sapphire, how could you say that? You, you don't understand. You're right, I don't understand. But the thing is this, life will always throw tests along the way. Everything that you go through has a purpose. And God redeems everything. Your low, your low moments, your high moments, he redeems everything. 
everything works together for the good of those who love God and who are called to his purpose. So God has the ability to use that. You may not know now, but someday you will. And I promise you that. So this morning, I encourage you, church, keep the faith. You keep pushing. The, faith, the battle is, at the end of the day, can you still believe? And I pray that as a family, that we will still believe. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.